Hello, everyone. Welcome to Creepy Club. I'm Rissa. I'm Heidi. And this is where we talk about weird shit. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> we, yes. So, under the umbrella of creepy, mm-hmm. we use the word creepy pretty broadly. Yeah. It's not just, like, if you're you're thinking this is going to be all horror, all cr- true crime, or all ghost, or something like that, that... That would be too narrow. Mm-hmm. We take a pretty broad view of creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's almost like creepy weird. And you've probably guessed, but we like to curse a lot, so um, don't listen at work. Well, you can listen at work. Just wear your headphones. True. I don't <laughs> know what you do for a living. Well, yeah. Uh, bottom line, it's NSFW or. You know, there's going to be adult language, so use your best judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, last week we talked about sea monsters. That was a super fun episode. I now want to start a podcast all about sea creatures. Just do a different sea creature every week. That would be fun. <laughs> if anybody wants to do that with me, let me know. Oh, my gosh. Hit me up at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but we have a couple creepy, uh, creepy collections, nope, corrections, creepy corrections, conclusions, and clarifications. Um, so I was talking about a podcast about the actual story that the Little Mermaid was based on, and I said it was a lore podcast, but it's not. It's myth and, myths and legends podcast, so mm. you should go check Easy that out. Easy enough to mix up. Yeah, totally. Um gastroenterologists are the doctors that do colonoscopies and a proctologist is a doctor specializing in the colon anus and rectum so do you remember talking about that at all i don't remember the context but oh i yes i do we were talking about aliens and i was like is that where gastroenterologists come from because they're all obsessed with anal Mm -hmm. probes sure so maybe the proctologist. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that um, Dr. Bob, who is one of the two original founders of the 12-step help group, 12-step group, Alcoholics Anonymous, mm. Dr. Bob was a proctologist. Hmm. And he many times performed surgery while intoxicated. Oh, no. So, and Bill Wilson was an out-of-work stockbroker. Okay. Those are the founders of Alcoholics Anonymous. Interesting. Fun fact. Fun fact. I just, the, like, drunk butt, butt doctor, like, ShamWow salesman. <laughs> Start international sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, or QVC guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Anyway, yeah. they were, they, um... Obviously ended up being successful in their own way. But I always thought, I was like, that's kind of my worst nightmare if you go to see the proctologist and they've been drinking. Well, yeah, I mean, that can happen. That can just happen. Yeah, or like an <laughs> uh, anesthesiologist has a, a IV drug problem. Mm-hmm. Now that is creepy. That would be really creepy. And there are, I listen to a podcast sort of in that vein, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) 
um, that can definitely happen are people who pose as doctors mm -hmm. who are not doctors. Mm -hmm. And I would like to apologize because I promised that I was going to talk about oh, right. St. Louis organized crime. Mm -hmm. So what I found out in starting my research is that it is a much larger topic than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. And I also was a little alarmed that I know people with the last name <laughs> of at least one or two people that I either went to school with mm -hmm. or currently know who have the last names of people who would be associated with these major crime families. Yikes. Yeah, like Giordano, Vitale, mm -hmm. Palazzolo. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not really sure. I'm like, do I ask? Like, Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. But then what if, like, Uncle Louie is like, she's being a little nosy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's being I, a little nosy. I don't think she's putting her nose where it doesn't belong. She's not even <laughs> Italian. I guess I would say. And then they drown me in a bucket of mustacholi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very St. Louis of them. I guess I would say, you know, assess each person individually. Like, are they cool? Or are they a snitch? <laughs> I don't, don't... I mean, you know, mob families don't like snitches, historically. Well, I know, and I'm definitely... <laughs> I'm... I mean, if you're doing stuff you're not supposed to do, and they come ask me, I'm, I'm going to sing like a bird. Yeah, true. I am opposed to confinement. So I think it's really just best if I don't ask. Yeah, because right. Oh, and for non-St. Louis folks, I don't know if we've talked about this particular food item that is, do they even make it anywhere besides St. Louis? Are you talking about toaster ravioli or Must mustacholi? Mustacholi. I don't know. I don't know. It's basically penne noodles with like spaghetti contents. Yeah, it's like red, it's like a red meat, red meat sauce, and yeah, it's baked with with like cheese on top. I, it's a it's definitely a staple for St. Louis weddings. Like I've had it, weddings, potlucks, anywhere where you got to feed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and it's the same idea as like a baked spaghetti or a baked lasagna. Yeah, but it's I think it's some it's either ziti or penne. It's penne, yeah. It's penne, yeah, because mm -hmm. it would stick, mm -hmm. right? But uh. And it looks like most uh, coli is what oh, it looks yeah. like when you M spell it. Yeah. It's M O S T. A. Most, no. <laughs> o C C O L I. But you say mustacholi. Mm -hmm. I always thought it was muscacholi when I was a kid. Yeah, like Pischetti. Yeah. Yeah, but mustacholi is serious business around here. Mm -hmm. I have a couple more corrections. So. So anyway, well, I'm gonna come back to the crime folks oh, later. Yeah, yeah. So the you asked if the lion's mane jellyfish was endangered because it's so big and it like hangs out near like the surface. Like how many could there be? Um, it hasn't been evaluated by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, so that pretty much means it's not in danger of extinction. It's okay, but there's got to be. There's got to be a scale mm -hmm. where 
you're endangered, you're nearly endangered, you know, from that end of the spectrum to, oh crap, there's way too damn many of you. Kind of like, remember when I said there was snipers in the suburbs when they brought in the sharpshooters because the deer population was out of control? Right. Snipers, same difference. I don't know. What do I know about guns? Um, But there has to be something. So I just wonder where on the spectrum they fall. Because if they are so large and so unusual, there has to be a limit to how many there are of them. Well, I would say they're neither overpopulated or underpopulated. Because there's like... There was hardly any information about it on the internet. So, so I mean, are, I would just think that that means they're, they're, they're around. <laughs> they're chilling. Yeah. And they, they're doing okay in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to tell you last time when we were talking about sea creatures and turtles, my brother adopted a turtle for me at the oh. sea turtle rescue. And I believe it's in um, Marathon Key. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that. It's in the upper keys. But my turtle's name is April. Oh. April's a boy. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I periodically get, um, there's a sea turtle rescue. And my friend Karen went to the camp there mm-hmm. that they have when she was a kid, which is like, oh my God, I would lose my mind. Yeah. Uh, she she went there. Maybe it's Key Largo. Anyway, whatever. Upper key. Mm-hmm. I am I am an adopted mama to a sea a boy sea turtle named April. Aww. I just got a newsletter update recently. April's Yay. doing great. Good on you, April. Mm-hmm. So, and then also just a side note, uh, I said that the game on the Wii was Blue Ocean, but it's actually Endless Ocean, and its sequel is called Endless Ocean Blue World. So check that out if you have a Wii or a Wii U. Or did you play the Facebook game with the fish tank? Refed mm-hmm. your fish. Mm-mm. I don't no. remember what the actual name of the game was, mm-hmm. but I was very briefly obsessed with that game. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I have to feed my fish. My electronic Facebook fish. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely had games where I took care of fish, like on my phone. (laughs) I really like games that don't really have a point to it. Like, Yeah, there was, this was not strategy. Yeah. No, this was like, but I just, I like getting the new fish. Mm -hmm. They're cute, but like it gave me anxiety if they were, I knew they were like hungry. Yeah. It would give, and so every day at lunch, I tell my boss, I'd be like, I, before I go to lunch, I have to feed my fish, okay? <laughs> and she played the game too. Mm-hmm. So she would, we would like trade fish and stuff. Uh, yeah. It was, nice. it was, it was extra. It was <laughs> something. I played this game, I bought it on Steam and I spent money on this game. And <laughs> It's like this game where you are a plant shop owner and you like grow plants and sell them and then you can like breed them to like discover the new plants and Oh you can hybrid yeah, hybrid hi- yeah, hybrids of plants and that, that that was it. That's the whole game. I just described all of it. I mean that's basically <laughs> like Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. There's not really a whole lot going on there. Yeah. I mean it's I love okay. those kinds of games. Sometimes it's good to just check it out. Yeah. To just not 
not have to think. I don't like games where I have to think too hard. Like when, so I know you play Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I that makes me want to take a nap. Yeah, it's it just, is. It's a lot of homework and it's a lot of thinking and it's basically doing improv, like improv theater. Right or like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I'm like you I can just Monopoly. have all my stuff. Mm-hmm. My daughter went through a brief period when she was like ten. Mm-hmm. She was obsessed with Monopoly. I Mom, just, can I, we play Monopoly? And I'd be like, oh, God, no, please, anything Monopoly. I'm, I'm like, going to call the adoption agency. <laughs> don't you want to play, like, checkers or something that doesn't take six hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would try to cheat the system to make the game shorter. She was not falling for it. Yeah. I I, I do not like Monopoly. I think it's really boring, and I hate capitalism, so... You know, it's just not the game for me. I just gave away <laughs> two of her old Monopoly games to a teacher friend mm-hmm. who needed a um, a game for her classroom. And I was like, goodbye, Monopoly. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. We still have more. Yeah. Yeah. We have Disney Monopoly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have all the iterations of Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So what else did we talk about? Do we have any other corrections? No, that's it. Okay. I feel like... What are we talking about now? Oh. (laughs) So... Oh, I want to read a review, but go on. Okay. Um, Well, read the review first. Otherwise, it's going to be funny order. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I keep cracking up because... So, I bought our skeleton, who is yet to be named. Maybe Instagram can help us name it. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I asked a friend of mine who is in medical school if our skeleton is male or female, and she was unable to determine from the pelvis. Oh. She said probably male, but she couldn't say for sure. Well, why don't we... It's gender gender non-binary. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, our non-binary skeleton, which we will post a picture... He is in child's pose right now. Yes, to me on the table. It's I keep glancing over there, cracking up because so it's it's articulated and it's like a a half size skeleton. So it's what like maybe three three and a half feet tall. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so I was goofing around with it, trying to like I was making a wave. I had it raise its arms, like put your hands in the air, like you don't care. I was trying out all kinds of different things. I did successfully get it into downward dog because I love me some yoga. Yeah. But it wasn't really staying. And I was like, but wait, child's pose. Mm -hmm. Because its hip bones don't really rotate out. Yeah. They don't need what I, they don't do. It's not like a ball and socket joint. It's more like you're. It's more hingy than ball and socket. So anyway, I decided that, um. It should be relaxing in child's pose while we did the podcast. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it should be in corpse pose. Oh. <laughs> Every yoga group yoga. I usually do yoga solo, mm-hmm. um, but and I've been doing it for since. Oh my gosh! I think the first yoga class I took in a group was a mommy and me, and Allie was a toddler. So I've been taking yoga classes for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Every time I've taken a yoga class and I'm not like good. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't leveled up in 20 years. I've just <laughs> been doing it for a really long time. 
um, every time people do corpse snoring, every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just laying there being quiet. It's not yeah. shocking. But there's usually downward dog results in farting mm-hmm. and corpse pose results in snoring. Totally. It's what happens if you take a group yoga class. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get to this recording I'm going to talk about in a minute. Dawn and I did moonlight yoga Ooh. by the pond. Oh, that sounds nice. Out in the country. It was fun. So the next time you come out with me, we'll have to do moonlight yoga because mm-hmm. it was a big full moon. Wow. Yeah. We did the whole warrior sequence. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The dogs were not participating. It's very what? rude. I was like, you could at least do downward dog, dog. Right. Rude. I was just glad the dog didn't get in the pond. I was oh, like, yeah. do not stay oh, away since he found it. He can swim. Right. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, it's way too cold for that shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Well, I was going to read uh, Dawn's review. Um I like that her review is going to be on the episode she's featured. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, I thought that that would be appropriate. She's a huge fan, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, She says, this totally bingeable podcast will keep you laughing and have you reaching for the nightlight with the spooky and creepy tales they tell, mixed with their own brand of skepticism and hilarious commentary. I would listen to these ladies talk about anything, but they pick super interesting and weird topics and really do their research and to cover as many stories, uh, as many sides to the story they can and let you make your own conclusions as to what may have happened. Cue spooky music. <laughs> she wrote that in there. <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah. Thank you, Dawn. Yes. And so um, the recording that I'm going to play is um, my friend Dawn went with me to the same retreat center that Rissa and I went to a while mm-hmm. back. When we talked about Momo. So I think that was on our Momo episode. Epi- episode one? Two, one? One, two, something like that. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah. It was quite a, it was in the spring, right? It was cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was February, I think. February. Mm-hmm. Okay, so winter yeah. even. Yeah, it was pretty cold. It was flipping freezing again. Yeah. Anyway, um, same cottage, mm-hmm. and she has only seen stars at night, like, twice. Wow. Yeah, she's a total nature newbie, so mm-hmm. super proud of her mm-hmm. for going. She wasn't able to arrive until almost midnight, mm-hmm. so me and the dogs walked up to the parking lot, which is probably at least a half a mile. Mm-hmm. In the dark, but it was a full moon. Like, I didn't even need a flashlight. Yeah. We walked up to the parking lot and then walked her back to the cottage. And she did. She was a champ. She was not. I was like, she might freak out a little bit. <laughs> um, I think it would have been tougher if she was by herself. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's totally fine. There's like, what's going to be out here? So I took her. I said, Rissa and I did a recording on the swing out here and since we have this big, beautiful full moon, I think we should go back out to the swing so you can tell the story. Mm-hmm. So she is, so a little bit about Dawn. Um, tomorrow's her birthday. Oh, yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dawn. This will go out tomorrow. So this is on her, her birthday. It's her birthday episode. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Cue the confetti. Yay. So, um, Dawn is, uh, she used to be a hairstylist and she decided she liked 
she enjoyed spending time with the animals more. So now she's a dog <laughs> groomer. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's she's doing that for work now. But she also does uh, aerial arts. Mm-hmm. So she does like circusy trapeze stuff and things with aerial silk. Mm-hmm. I, it's like super impressive. Yeah. And she's like me. She was one of those kids who was picking the daisies in the outfield. She is not. She did not grow up being like right. m- Mrs. Yeah. Athletic. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So she's just taken this up in the last few years, but she's gotten really good, and I'm very proud of her. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so her and her husband, Andrew, who is a good friend of mine as well, bought a house that came with a really unusual gift. <laughs> yeah. So let's listen to this recording. Hey, Dawn. Hello. What's going on? Uh, we are out in the woods right now. Yeah? Yeah. Nearly full moon. If it's not full, looks like it. That looks pretty full to me. Yeah. We don't even need a flashlight. No. So, Rissa and I were at the same spot once. Uh-huh. Um, it's much darker, though. Yeah. But we do. We have a really beautiful full moon. Yes. Got both the doggies. Mm-hmm. They're crunching around in the leaves. The little dog, found she found her bone. She stashed earlier, so she's happy. But um, I thought it'd be nice. So there's a swing out in the woods. We're at a retreat center, I guess is a good name for this place. It's your first time here. Yep. And you're doing it like you're new to nature. So I think it's pretty cool that you're adventuring out into nature, into the, into the dark without much trepidation. You seem pretty comfy with the whole situation. There are a couple of people in my life recently that have inspired me to embrace nature rather than hide from it, which has been my tactic for the 30 plus years of my life thus far. So, uh. I'm appreciating it more, definitely, than I yes. ever have in my life. Recent trip to the Pacific Northwest. Yes, most beautiful place I've ever been. Life-changing, for sure. Without a doubt. So I have this one friend that, whenever I'm out here by myself, I'll come sit on the swing, and I like to text her and tell her I'm sitting in the woods in the dark. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh my god, what about the axe man? I was like, you mean the raccoon? Like... <laughs> What? There, nobody's out here, right? Very much so. Yeah, there is. And, like, I did have a brief thought because there is a, a decent area where the people are, like, the cabins and stuff like that, that is behind us right. that we are not, like, our backs are to, so we wouldn't see anyone approaching us, but we would hear someone. There are so many leaves on the ground. Oh, my goodness. It's loud out here. Nobody is coming without us knowing about it. No. At least this time of year. I can't I can't account for less leafy times of year. There's always sticks and things that crunch. Plus, the dogs, I believe in them. Yes. I believe in them. Yeah. But I thought this was a really great place to take you. Yeah. So that you could tell... Your creepy tale. Yeah. About the most amazing portrait (laughs) 
I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It's pretty spectacular. It's super spectacular. <laughs> so I want you to tell everybody about the picture that you, the painting. It's yeah. a painted portrait. Yeah. Like Olin Mills style. Yeah. Um, that you inherited with your house. Yeah. Where you found it. Uh-huh. And the history. Okay. Okay, so hit it. All right. So first we'll start with a little history. Okay. To get to the painting. Because the painting didn't come first. We were told about the painting. So I worked with someone who was related to a previous owner of the house. And um, they kept telling me little secrets about the house whenever we were buying the house and like after we had bought the house and we're getting ready to move in and we're moving in. Oh, I didn't like, know you knew the painting was in the house somewhere. Yeah, we didn't know until, so one day he, he did ask if we had found the painting and and I was like, I don't know what painting you're talking about. And so he says, there's a woman that they had bought the house from and her name was Alice and Alice was a part of the St. Louis Simeon Society. It was a group of people that had chimpanzees as pets, which was legal to do in the city of St. Louis at the time. It is no longer a legal pet to own within city limits, at least. I think that's a good idea. Probably. Um, but at the time when she was living in that house, um, that was a fine thing to do in our fair city. And her companion? Yeah, she had a fantastic chimpanzee baby. So apparently she had at one point commissioned a painting of her and her chimpanzee baby in a in a wonderful loving embrace. Okay. Can I interject? <laughs> <laughs> Which is debatable. The the lovingness of the embrace has been hotly debated. Yes, interject. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So my impression of the painting, the background of the painting is orange, uh -huh. orangey. Yes. Like and, a burnt orange. Yeah. And it's like, like they're hugging, you know, those, like the monkey stuffed animals that yeah. hug. Okay. Yeah. With like the Velcro hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it reminds me of like, that's the kind of idea of the pose. Very much so. With it kind of off to the side. Okay, but here's the weird part, the part that I find strange. Yeah. Is the hand on top of Alice's head. Uh-huh. That coming is from behind. Yeah. Coming from behind that is theoretically right belongs to her chimp. One would assume. But looks more like it's detached and just placed on top of her head. Oh, yeah. It's like a slightly different color as well. Like, it's it doesn't... It's a weird kind of gray. Match. Yeah. It's, it's not... The... It's a little dustier looking than, than the rest of the chimpanzee that is painted. It's a much more muted gray color. Yes. And I'm trying to think, what's, what is it like a... It's like disembodied. It it reminds me of Thing from the Adams family. Yeah. It looks like maybe this is not a loving embrace. Perhaps he's gonna snap her neck. It is a little bit like the fingers are slightly curled in an almost gripping 
fashion. And she's got a little bit a of like a white lady fro happening. Yes, it's it's glorious. Her magnificent like perm lady fro. Yeah, it's very Mrs. Roper. Yeah, from Three's Company. Exactly. And um, but the hand is not proportionate. No, it's too large. Yeah, for the animal. Yeah, and it does it. It does not look like it's actually a part of the actual animal in the painting. It's unsettling. It's really unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> so so he tells us about this painting. And describes it in in, in and small I will, detail. And definitely include a picture of the painting in oh, the yeah. meeting notes. For sure. Everyone needs to see that. Um, it's glorious. And so, of course, then at that moment, my husband and I, Andrew, immediately went on like a search of the house to try and find this painting. Because apparently he had purchased the house from Alice and then sold it to a few friends of his. And that's who we purchased the house from. When he sold the house to his friends, he wrote it in the contract that that painting is a part of the house and needs to stay in the house when they leave it. Like, do you think it was a prank? It was, I think it was just a joke between them, like a like a sort of inside joke, because they had it hung the whole time that they lived there. They were police officers, right? Yeah. So they were people that were out. You also have that weird room in the basement. <laughs> yeah. The like safe room that we just assume that's where they kept their guns. Um, but like how many? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it would be it's an armory like, for sure. It's like the size of a, a guest bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a guy that grew up in like the Valley Park area. And so like hunting and guns were just like a part of life and then became a city cop. And this was when uh, you had to live in the city for a certain amount of time uh, so in order to be a city cop. he was cop. just really afraid of living in the city because <laughs> so it, it looks like a prepper room. On on the same topic and and... One reason the gentleman might have been scared living in the city, at least in that specific house, before he knew <laughs> about Alice and her chimpanzees, <laughs> before he knew that, that Alice had had chimpanzees in that house, um, he went to build a little rose garden, rose bush for his wife, a lovely little patch of garden in the backyard, and he's digging up the, the yard. and Nice getting, loving gesture. Right? I think that's beautiful. That's sweet. He gets deep enough and starts finding bones. And and I don't know if you've ever seen what what uh, chimpanzee bones look like. Probably like toddler bones. Very, very similar to human toddler bones. Yes, yeah. Yes. And, and here he is. Descended from apes. A, a country boy, good old boy, living in the big old city for the first time. A police officer, brand new police officer in the city for the first time. And digs up a rose garden in his backyard for his wife. And finds what look like toddler bones. So he thinks he's moved into a house where there's an active crime scene. Right? He's like, who do I call? What do I... Like, I know who to call, but like, in that moment, can you imagine? Oh, total goofy loop. You'd be freaking out. So a neighbor comes over, I guess, seeing him in a panic or something. He's probably like waving and flapping his arms. Right. And explains the fact that, uh, yeah, the previous owner, the one you bought it from... Uh, had chimpanzees as pets and as one does when a beloved pet dies they bury it in the backyard and and by that point all that was left was the bones of the once beloved pet um, he did let us know that he did not remove them in any way oh they're still there they are most likely still there to this day oh my god we haven't dug deep enough to find out the spring 
<laughs> to be continued. Dig party. Total so, dig party. So we're on a mission to find this painting in our house. Because, seriously. Because you gotta have it. Display case. Right. Alice's chimp bones. Place of Chimp honor. bones <laughs> with the portrait above it. Be like a shrine. Just build a shrine to Alice and the chimpanzees. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's illegal. They're in your yard. Right. They're. I guess that's our property, technically. I feel like it's kind of like I'm still pissed about my husband's foot and they wouldn't let me right. have his bone. Yeah. I feel like that, that was, was marital marital property. Right. This would be like homeowner property. Yeah. Those are your it's inherited chimp. property. Those when you are purchase your the property. chimp bones. Yeah. This isn't like sacred Native American Right. You know, like this isn't somebody's ancestor. No, this was, this is a pet cemetery. Yeah, I think it's totally fine. Right, it feels I'm not going to turn you in. I'm still not digging them up. If you really want to, I'm not going to stop you. Oh, I will dig. <laughs> I believe you. I know you do. <laughs> and I can think of at least a half a dozen mutual friends. Who I bet if I bought beer would help. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Or just like great one fifth of whiskey would right? probably get me those bones. Yeah. I bet I could get your husband a help if I buy whiskey. That's a fair that's a fair point, yeah. But so we're keeping an eye out for this painting in the house. And uh didn't like tear the house apart looking for it or anything, but like months went by and like we had looked I in mean, every and nook and cranny and empty when you buy it, right? right? It's not like you did have you did inherit a large piece of furniture in the basement, right? Yeah, but we got rid of that pretty quickly. It was like a really weird round couch or something. Yeah, I don't know what that was exactly, but it, was, it wasn't ours. It, were <laughs> there mirrors on the ceiling above it? No. That's what it made me think they of. might have taken I, them with them. When I first saw it, I was like, it's one of those like newlywed suites. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like the round bed with the mirrors above it. Yeah. Yeah, no. I got I inherited some oddball items, but nothing that odd. Right. I mean, when you buy a house that was built in 1910, you're going to like you're go something's going to get left behind over the years. In my house that I lived in, I lived in a two family flat, which would be like, a, I guess, if you lived in Chicago, it'd be a brownstone or a walk yeah. up in Brooklyn. Right. I found in the fruit cellar. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, like one of those big matchboxes full of adult teeth. Yeah. And I just freaked out and threw them away. Yeah. And now I think, what if some, like, there were, like, evidence for some murder case? Yeah, I feel like you found, like, trophies from a serial killer. Right. And I just That's was like, like to me. fuck that. Right. Goodbye. I mean, I'd, I'd nope the fuck out of that pretty hard myself, but. Yeah, I, was I don't know like, if I would have done any differently in that these situation. These are clearly adult teeth. Yeah. No baby has teeth an inch long. Yeah. Okay, anyway, I digress. Right. <laughs> so we keep an eye out for the painting, and one day my husband's at home doing some cleaning, and downstairs in the basement, behind walls and around a corner, is the, like, water heater and all that stuff. Electric, yep. like, AC Utility units and all that. area. Right, all the big hardware that a house needs to run and okay. we'd been back there my hot hands yeah. that i put in my sports bra uh -huh. i think my boobs are on fire now that's probably i'm not surprised there's a little sensitive skin there that was 
seemed like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> it worked for a surprisingly long time. It did work for... Now my fingers are frozen and my boobs are on fire. Let <laughs> I me mean, just shove a hand in there. You'll be fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. Carry on. So my husband was back there in that utility area fixing something like the master mixer, Mr. Fix-It he is. He's very handy. Working his magic. He was like, oh, I get to use tools. Right. So he sneaks back there, has to shimmy back behind something, and guess what was back there? Oh, dun-dun-dun. Miss Alice and her chimpanzee baby painting. He, did he scream? Oh, I I was at work, and I'm, I got, like, text messages. He did, like, a Facebook Live thing. It was a whole, like, moment. It was, it was amazing. He was very excited. So, of course, now it is displayed prominently in our, in our back room, which is our game room. Oh, yes. It is it's up on the wall in its quite place prominent of honor. Yes. Across yes. from his deceased childhood dog portrait. Yes. So another thing that uh, this previous owner that I met through a coworker told us about the house was that they had a ghost that would bother them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they claimed that this was a ghost of a little boy. Or maybe a chimpanzee. It was very mischievous. Uh, some of the uh, favorite activities. I believe I believe they thought the kid's name was Timmy. I'm not sure what all, like, if they did, like, Ouija board or seances or anything like that to get this information. Okay. This is just what I'm being told as he's checking out for a haircut. Um, so not a lot of time to gossip, you know. Because, um, of course, his relative did his hair. That would be weird if I did. Um, Donna's a former stylist. Yes. As in the hairs. Yes. Now I do dog hairs. Um, so he tells me that uh, Timmy used to like to make the oven timer go off and uh, make the radio turn on and off sometimes and just weird white noises and bangs and stuff throughout the houses. And, you know, like I said, it was a house that was built in 1910, so it's going to have some noises um, settling and all that stuff that old houses creak about with, but... Um, they claimed a lot of that was from Timmy. And uh, so we have decided, Andrew and, and myself have decided that Timmy is not the ghost of a small human child um, so much as the ghost of the chimpanzee in the portrait with the creepy disembodied hand. Um, oh, that is probably yeah. buried in our backyard. Yeah. And just wait until I dig up those bones. Right. All kinds I- of updates. Well, and didn't you tell me recently mm-hmm. you were up late listening to the podcast? Yes. And something weird happened. So I'm probably just as skeptical, if not more, than you are. Yes. Um, it's it's pretty hard to actually creep me out and get me that, like, <laughs> feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening to the podcast really late at night. My husband was asleep. And I had, like, my noise-canceling headphones on. It was the Dyatlov Pass episode, up, right? I think so. Because that I one's so. really... That one was the one that freaked me out the most, for sure. Yeah. Um, And so I, I finished listening, and I turned off my laptop, put my headphones down, and I could swear on my life that there were men talking out on our back, back porch. Hmm. Like, I just knew it. And, like, they didn't sound like they were fighting, but they weren't happy sounding voices you know you can't hear the words you just hear the tone 
Yes. And it was that was what was happening. So slightly weirded out, spooked. I like creeped back and like we're, the blinds on our back windows are broken and we're we've got them. We just got to put them up. But they aren't up at the time and I looked out and there's nobody there. Oh, so and to explain, this is an addition to the house. Yes. So you're looking through the kitchen window into the porch tradition. Yes. It's like a, is it a three season porch or is it a year round? Year round, but you know, you're going to be cold in winter because windows are expensive not... to be good windows. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and all that was put in before we got, we bought the house. That was like in South St. Louis, some contractor made a zillion dollars with those additions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are so many houses with that exact same addition. Mm -hmm. And most of the two-family flats in that area have the same addition. Yeah. I was like, I don't know who that guy was, but he was some kind of brilliant salesperson because they're all nearly identical. Yeah. And they're kind of usable in the winter. Yeah. And same in the summer. They get pretty roasty. Yeah. But it's really unique to the area. Yeah. I have never seen any other part of the city that has them like that. Yeah. It's very weird. There's some very wealthy, probably now dead, contractor. Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who had a real um, silver tongue. Yeah. Good business for, for a while there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I... I, I there was no one out there, no one back there, and went back and sat back down, and I think one or two more times that night, I could have sworn I heard people talking, like just voices, men's voices, out in that area, and nothing, huh, nothing was there. And I'm assuming Timmy didn't know English. Do we know the name of the chimp? I do not, no, no. The only information I got was that the woman's name was Atlas. Didn't she, wasn't her chimp, didn't her chimp get married? Oh, yeah. So the Simeon Society was a pretty close-knit group. Um, and you know how you'll have, like, friends that have dogs will, like, do cutesy little Pinterest marriages of the dogs and stuff like that and dress them up in bride and groom and do little marriages and do, like, birthday parties and stuff like that. That was apparently a big popular thing was to have... I want to make fun of them, but if I had a chimpanzee, I would totally do that. Right? Put it in a little tux. How cute. Yeah, I would totally do that. But yeah, there were were whole marriage ceremonies and birthday parties, funerals, and all of that jazz. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. The Missouri Historical Society has extensive archives. Okay. Field trip. Okay. I bet we can find out more. I would love to. That'd be fun. I think it'd be really cool. And they have the history often of nearly any residents in the city. Yeah. So, like, who built it, any additions that were put on, any items of note about the house. Yeah. So I bet we can find out some stuff. Some good stuff, And it'd be really nice, like, if we knew Alice's whole name yeah we could find that out from property records for sure true i bet i think we need to have a little like scooby-doo let's do a research day scooby-doo field trip yeah 
I think there's more to this story. There was one other, I have experienced one other unsettling, creepy experience in the house. And it was, uh, I was having trouble sleeping, and so I'd started taking melatonin. Mm-hmm. And one night, um, I'd taken the melatonin, and I was sleeping, and then I was having a very vivid dream about an aerial showcase performance. Um, Fun. I do, like, trapeze and slings for funsies and and workout, and uh, so I was dreaming about aerial, as I do from time to time, and... It's very impressive, by the way. It's fun. And... I don't think people like me are allowed to do it. Yeah, you are. If people like me are allowed to do it, then people like you are allowed to do it. Um, I can't walk on flat land. I know, but, you know, as long as you mostly stay pretty close to the ground, you're not going to die or anything. And they're they're very safety conscious. Every Both studios that I have been to are amazing. The St. Louis aerial community is the best community on the planet. Let me just throw that out there right now. Bumbershoot Aerial Arts and St. Louis Area Collective are the best places in St. Louis. So you were having a dream. Yeah. I was having a dream about an aerial performance. And for some reason, my uh, old coworkers were performing. <laughs> Interesting. You know how dreams do. So the only reason why I'm talking about the dream is because at the end of the dream, one of my coworkers was getting ready to perform her aerial performance. And so I was like in my dream clapping and screaming her name. And... As I'm clapping and screaming her name, suddenly I realize that I am asleep. And I had kind of a sleep paralysis situation where I was just completely trapped inside my own body and couldn't move and couldn't... Ooh, that's the worst. That's yeah, so oh, it was horrifying. And then... Like, am I awake? Am I asleep? Right, and that in and of itself is just traumatic. Agreed. But as I'm screaming the name... Zoe, as in cheering for my coworker, it changes in my head to like the sound of something being summoned, and suddenly I just hear this thud, 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 really deep reverberating thud, and open my eyes without moving, and can't move or can't scream, can't make any noise, and I swear on everything there was a little girl, and I just knew her name was Zoe. Because I had called her somehow in my dream. And she was skipping around the bed in just a U-pattern around the end of the bed, back and forth. Ooh, what was she wearing? Um, just like a little schoolgirl dress. Like, it, she's like pigtails and like little skirt that kept like flipping up every time she would skip. You know how like just the quintessential like 50s schoolgirl look? Like Catholic school uniform? Yeah! And, like, I didn't notice the details too much to notice if it was actually a uniform, but it was that definite idea. Right. And it just wouldn't stop, wouldn't stop. And I was, like, I felt like I was screaming at the top of my lungs. But I could tell that no sound was coming out. And when I talked to my husband later, who was in the other room, said that I was not, he didn't hear any noise coming from the bedroom at all. So it was probably all while you were asleep. Yeah. And so it didn't stop. Until I imagined, in my mind, in my dream, a small bed in the empty corner of our room and said, okay, Zoe, you can go lay down and sleep now. And she skipped over to the bed and laid down. And then I just woke up, full awake, sat up in bed, like panting, sweating, crying. 
Interesting. And the sleep paralysis was broke. Fascinating. Yes. Maybe you do have a little ghosty something in the house. It's a busy house. But no no appliances. When we first moved in, the oven timer did buzz randomly, but we discovered that was because it was broken, and since we had it fixed, it has not buzzed except for when you set it at the appropriate time. Okay, yeah. so clearly just mechanical failure. Yeah, and like we've got a really old, like, you know, the six CD changer, CD player, tape player, AM, FM radio with the big box speaker kind of things? Um, Andrew's got an old one of those that's in the back room, and if you don't actively turn it off when after you use it, lots of weird, like, crackly and almost mumbly, weird, unearthly noises very quietly come through it. Ooh, it's like a spirit box. It is a little bit. It, yeah, it, that's, that's totally hilarious. Yeah, it's just like all kinds of like weird clicks and white noises come through that thing. If you and like a kind of thing. I just remembered. So one time, I was at some new friend's house apartment, rather in St. Louis Hills, so close close to the area where I live. Yeah, older building like probably 1930s uh-huh deco style really cool apartment yeah and they were telling me how their apartment was haunted and randomly the stereo would turn on full blast Oof. like not just turn on yeah but full blast and they obviously would turn the volume all the way down yeah and turn it off right every single time because uh-huh. this kept happening yeah and they didn't, they couldn't figure out what was going on. Right. So they're telling me the story and these other weird things that are happening. That's the only weird thing exactly that I remember happening was yeah. the stereo turning on full blast. And I think the TV too. Yeah. So I am sitting at the dining room table with them and I put my glass on the table. Uh-huh. And it slid about... 12 inches to the left. Whoa. And I was like, I gotta go. Right? No, thank you. See you guys later. That's just a rude ghost, too, to like, like you said, not just turn it on, but turn it on full volume. That's just like rude. Well, and so I tried to science it out because if there's condensation on the bottom of a glass, it will shift. Right. Yeah, I've seen that. I, it's happened to me before. Right. And if the table is wet, then it'll shift the pretty wet, severely. Or if it's not level. But yeah. this was like a completely dry table. Yeah. It definitely, if it wasn't level, it was not visibly not level. Right. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, they had one leg with matchbooks covered right. under a leg or something, you know. I yeah. Mean, I, it was like a heavy, sturdy dining room table. Yeah. And while they're telling me the story, I set my, it was like a rocks glass. Uh-huh. So heavy. Like yeah. Like a thick, heavy rocks glass. Yeah. Set it down in front of me and it slid from, it was probably like a full foot. Yeah. From in front of me to in front of the person across the table and the chair next to me. Mm. 
And I yeah. was like... Turn the radio up on full volume and giving drinks away? That's, that's I was just like, a rude ghost, if that is a ghost. I don't know what's going on here, but I gotta go. Right? I want no part of this madness. I was like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't know what the fuck that was. I gotta get out of here. Right? If, if I can't explain it, I want no part of it. And they were like, <laughs> we told you we had a ghost. I was like, yeah, whatever. See you later. Right? Bye. Yeah. Have I a great that night. that was the last time I ever saw them. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm never going back to that house again. Because I'm like, okay, a couple inches. Yeah. Condensation, sure. Right. A full foot? Too much. That's way... They're on a level, heavy wood table? Yeah. Nope. 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 Bye. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for telling your story. Yeah, no problem. And I cannot wait to go on our Scooby-Doo field trip. To be continued. To be continued. All right. That was wild, first of all. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for the <laughs> spring for the dig party. Yeah, totally. Um, hit us up if you want to join. <laughs> I mean, okay, so their backyard's not that big. Mm-hmm. And Alice, I'm going to assume based on... Maybe this is unfair, but based on hairstyle, mm-hmm. she, from her portrait, she appears to be senior or nearly senior. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing she didn't dig like eight feet. Right. Well, and uh, if he, if the guy was digging up a, you know, plot of land for a rose garden, that's not super deep No, either. you're talking about like a foot. Yeah. And I know what rose bushes look like. Right. So all I have to do is convince her husband. Well, wait, did he? I thought he, hmm. I was under the impression that maybe he didn't plant those rose bushes because he found the bones. I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more. Yeah. I'm going to have to secure Andrew's permission to do an archaeological dig. (laughs) Although I'm telling you, it's just going to cost me a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. I don't, if, mm-hmm. I think he might do it just for the thrill of it. And then you could send it to that company. Do you remember the company from our episode? Oh, yeah, the one that articulates That would articulate the skeleton, <gasps> and then they could have, yeah, they could have it in a display case with the portrait. Oh, my God. <sighs> I wonder. amazing. I wonder if they're going to keep it with the house. I mean, they. I feel like they have to. Yeah, I think you can take a picture of it, but I think it has to stay with the house. Yeah. I think the seller writing it into the contract that it has to be, I mean, I think that was probably a prank Mm -hmm. because it got sold from one city cop to another cop because in here, I don't know if this is still true, but at one time, if you worked for the city... If you were a civil servant in the city, you had to live in the city. Oh, yeah. So okay. if you were police or fire, you had to actually live in the city proper. Mm-hmm. You couldn't live out in the suburbs and work and commute. You were required to live here. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't totally know why, but hmm. I mean, whatever. I I guess maybe they, the thought is you're more invested in your neighborhood. If, right. You live there? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I just know it's been a it's always been a rule cuz oh having grown up in this neighborhood, they used to most 
of the police officers would drive their cruisers home. Yeah. And so there was, like, cop cars on every block. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, um, I saw one today that the neighbor across the street that everybody used to, like, really enjoy when he would mow the lawn mm -hmm. with his, his shirt. Oh, right. Yeah, my kid would be like, Mom, Joe's mowing the lawn. And I was like, okay, I feel a little creepy. Joe's, like, way too young for me. I mean, he was of legal age, for sure, mm -hmm. but... Um, he liked to mow shirtless and he spent some time at the gym. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anyway, so, um, he got a lot of attention when he mowed the lawn, but he was a hostage rescue team. Oh, and interesting. And so the reason there's a giant boulder, do you know about why that's there? No. Okay. The reason that the giant boulder is as in, in his the front yard of the house he used to live in mm -hmm. is because he parked his police SUV in front of the house when he was there. He had like five car, like a motorcycle and three cars and yeah. he had a stupid amount of, I was like, why do you drive that home? You live so close to the police station, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> um, people would drive across the lawn to prank him because they knew he was a cop. Oh my God. So <laughs> He <laughs> bribed some guys from Forest Park mm -hmm. to drive it over with their heavy machinery mm -hmm. and dump it in the yard so it would be impossible to drive across the lawn. Oh, my God. But it's since cracked in half. Mm -hmm. I think someone attempted to, like, jackhammer it to get rid of it. it yeah, that's not... <laughs> that, you're going to have to go find those guys that's funny. With the, and get them a new 12-pack mm -hmm. to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know. He had friends, friends in forestry, I guess. Right. But anyway. And also that sleep paralysis story that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I've had, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Oh, it's yeah. horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while. I have had it in recent history, mm -hmm. but my most memorable is pretty far back and not you're obviously asleep yeah but it feels awake mm -hmm. and that not i remember thinking just wiggle your toes wiggle your fingers wiggle your toes <laughs> yeah. wiggle your fingers do something like mm -hmm. and i guess doing that i would then wake myself up and right. kind of snap out of yeah. it Maybe that that's a good episode topic too. I'm gonna sleep paralysis yeah. or like, ooh, I don't <laughs> like that. I don't like the. It makes me think of like the Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like invading your dreams. Yep. My husband started singing the song the other day, oh, and I almost no. punched him. I was like, "Don't, don't start with the song because mm -hmm. if you start with the song, it's gonna be in my head all day." Right. Yeah. Anyway, I also think. The Simeon Society is fascinating. Right. <laughs> so we looked up the website for the Simeon Society. Which is not spelled how I thought it would be. <laughs> we'll I was we'll like, post it on creepyclubpodcast.com. Yeah, it's um, S-I-M-I-A-N, mm -hmm. which I'm sure has some sort of like physical anthropolo anthropological reference. Right. Surely. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, there's some... 
vintage photos, which are kind of interesting. Yeah. The thing that makes it difficult to take them seriously, <laughs> though, is the contact address. Uh-huh. What was it? Party Poodle? Mm-hmm. Party Poodles at gmail.com, I think. Something like You'll that. You'll see it on the website. Yeah, it makes me... I... If you've gone through all the trouble to build a website, mm-hmm. and your organization has a name, <laughs> why... And what, you have a domain. Like, you could you could conceivably do, you know, Alice at SimeonSociety.org or whatever it is. Right. Party Poodles <laughs> makes a really... I wonder if she has a side business that's... Really hard to take you seriously. Yeah, I wonder if she has a side business that's like trained poodles that come to your party and do tricks. That's what I would imagine. That's amusing. <laughs> I feel like Dawn would be into that because then she mm-hmm. could work it into her oh, totally. like circus, her circus stuff. Oh my god, it comes full circle, totally full circle. So, and then I also looked up some information on. We tried to find out Alice's full name mm-hmm. using the property address. Yeah, because we actually have a fairly decent. Um, online service for the city where you can get a good amount of information about property owners and permits that have been pulled for various things, but it doesn't go back quite far enough. Mm -hmm. But I did find a website that tells me exactly how to Mm Scooby-Doo to find out. All right. So to be continued. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you said, it was done. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the Missouri Historical Society Research Center like I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually in City Hall. Okay, Great. Through the real estate assessor's office. So. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And that I told you um, when we weren't recording that I once went there, I must have been paying a personal property tax bill, which, you know, some states don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like in Illinois, you don't pay personal property tax every year on your car. Oh. Yeah. That's nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every year. Allie was asking me the other day, she was like, if I paid sales tax when I bought my car, why do I have to pay taxes on it every year after that? I was like, fuck if I know. Yeah. This is a really great idea. Uh, (sighs) Or a really great question. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's some money-making shit. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure Illinois has got their own way of getting it out of you. Yeah, somehow. but they don't have personal property tax on their vehicles. Huh. Yeah, hmm. so you will sometimes find people who definitely live in Missouri but have Illinois plates because <laughs> they're using a relative's address or whatever. Yeah, well, in uh, Illinois, has got that free license plate personalization, so everybody's got a personalized license plate there. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was in and this- an extra letter, there's so many more possibilities. I lived in Illinois, mine would be Simeon, for sure. <laughs> Six letters. Or like A, can you have punctuation? I don't know. A hyphen Simeon for Alice Simeon. Yeah. Simeon know. A, I don't know, like some sort of homage to Alice. I just think she's so creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. And wait until you see this picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like Mrs. Roper. Mm-hmm. That's what she looks like to me. She looks mm-hmm. like Mrs. Roper from Three's Company. Yeah. And that monkey just wants to kill her. Um, 
I think that Timmy is supposed to be the ghost boy's name, but right. I want to know. I want to find out. Surely the Simeon Society keeps their own records. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe we can contact them and ask them. I feel like if Alice had a funeral at her house. Oh, so we. And a marriage. And a marriage. Well, so Dawn's husband, Andrew, did a Facebook Live video, Mm -hmm. which there's, it's entirely too complicated to make it come to our world. (laughs) And he basically (sighs) just says the same story that it's pretty much the same story, but he's like really excited (laughs) that he found it. Yeah. But so it was September 24th, 2016 mm-hmm. is when they found it. It was shortly after they bought the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't, he just like barely flashes at the picture. So I feel like that's the most important part is the pic- seeing the picture. Yeah. Uh, but he talks about how they not only had weddings, but they had funerals. And so other members of the Simeon Society, like when Alice's beloved chimp we're gonna assume timmy mm-hmm. we're just gonna say it's timmy mm-hmm. when timmy died they'd all come over for a funeral mm-hmm. what kind of weirdness where i need to see photographs of this right there has to be photographs somewhere yeah, i mean maybe we can do our own research at the library about the simian society there maybe there's some sort of something I think there's some creepy shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something creepy because these are not, and when you look at their mission statement, these, they kind of start out making it sound like they're very philanthropic and maybe they're sort of like naturalist and animal protectors, um, mm-hmm. preservationist. But then it sort of, there's like a mission drift mm-hmm. and they're like, or if you just, like, kind of really just want one as a pet. Yeah. And so these aren't people who have um, primates because they have a disability and need assistance. They're not training them for... the. These are people who just want a monkey to hang out with them. Yeah. And they, you know... I think for legal reasons, they make it very clear on their website that you shouldn't own a monkey... But if you do, that's what the society's for. <laughs> yeah. Just contact party poodles. I mean, I would I would assume that would also encompass like Hollywood monkeys as well. Yeah, and you know, they say that um gosh, there was that Burt Reynolds movie um there there was a chimpanzee and there was a really famous series of movies that I cannot think of right now that Burt Reynolds was in. But the trainer was, like, terrible to the chimpanzee in that movie. hmm And so I don't trust animal trainers with those kinds of animals. They're not meant to be in, in captivity. The animals that are trained to assist people who are... Smoking the Bandit? Yeah. They had, it had monkeys in it? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. This is, like... Deep in the attic. It's been too long. I'll have to ask my husband. He knows all the movie things. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds kind of right, though. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, apparently 
not nice. Like, uh, kind of like you find out the circus. Mm-hmm. It's all cute until you find out what's going on behind the scenes. That's like a freaking horror show. Right. Yeah, they're super mean. Same thing with the, um, the horses for the different derbies and the, um, like, fancy show horse walking. Right, yeah. The, yeah. The, the dressage. Yeah, all the, like, fancy walking is because they, like, put terrible chemicals on their feet that makes it painful to do anything but high step. Right. Yeah. So, circuses sock. Which is a bummer because they yeah. look like they would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, except it's not fun at all. The people who, and the kind of animals that they use for assisting people with disabilities, they're like the little itty bitty guys. They're I didn't not, even know that was a thing. Yeah, no. Some people who are um, quadriplegic or paraplegic, mm-hmm. they have animal assistants that are they're the little guys like the organ grinder size Mm. i can't remember what the what species of monkey it is but they're little bitty guys Mm -hmm. because they can like fetch them a coffee cup or yeah totally i get yeah they wear they wear diapers and Mm -hmm. and they have an apartment is a large enough space for them to enjoy life Mm mm-hmm and they're not large enough to rip a person to shreds, mm-hmm. so they can be somewhat domesticated, right? But um, there I think is it's Cannonball Run too that has a chimpanzee okay. in it. The, but there is no, <laughs> there's no therapy chimpanzee that doesn't right. exist, right? They're scary. Um, well, I don't like anything that can like change its mind and decide it's going to eat me. Yeah, true. Uh, should we wrap up, I guess? I suppose we should. I really enjoyed chatting it up with Dawn. Yeah, thanks, uh, Dawn. That was really interesting. And yeah, and super duper happy birthday. She yeah, said she was birthday. really nervous, and I was like, really? Oh, you sounded great. Yeah, and she did a great job. Also, we would appreciate some updates if anything else spooky happens in the house. We'll share it on the pod. Oh, yes, and... um. Last mention for this, uh, this episode was sponsored by uh, Happy Little Holiday Market, Mm -hmm. which is going to be Saturday, December 1st from 10 a.m. to 5 Mm p.m. at Webster University's Grant Gymnasium. It's 175 Edgar Road. There's going to be about just shy of 70 vendors some food trucks, good time, all independent artists, all local to the region, um, not your grandma's craft show, mm-hmm. all the cool cool indie craft. And we will also be collecting men's crew socks or knee socks and men's gloves, not the magic stretch kind, like the kind that actually fit adult man hands mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for... St. Louis uh, Homeless Winter Outreach for, for straight outreach. So we'll be doing a collection there. So if you decide to come, um, you can bring that to make a donation. Of course, you can always donate cash and somebody can go go to the store for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the first hundred shoppers get amazing swag bags. Ooh. 
Ooh. Get there early. Mm-hmm. So one less on, than a week away. And it's on Saturday. Saturday, December 1st, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. All right. Yep. A happy little holiday market. Awesome. Well, we would like to thank Brandon Lee Chilcote for our wonderful intro and outro music. I hope someday he'll listen to the podcast and hear us thank him every single time. (laughs) (laughs) I think my husband's almost caught up. Awesome. Shout out to him. Uh, And if you have have, um, something weird to share about the house that you live in, such as it used to be a house for chimps or... A house of ill repute. A house of ill repute or anything of the like. You can tweet us at creepyclubpod or email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're a Vitali, a Giordano, a Palazzolo, <laughs> or um, a Leisure, and you want to sneak me some info that's not going to get me drowned in a bucket of mustacholi, mm-hmm. you can send it to <laughs> creepyclubpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to join the Simeon Society, you can email party poodles at you. <laughs> and it's party it with an I. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was P A R T I. I don't know. You'll party see Party Poodle. Um, you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash creepy club podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Creepy Club Podcast. You can follow me at Creepy Club Versa. You can follow Heidi at Creepy Club Heidi. Um, to get a glimpse of this uh, brilliant uh, chimpanzee portrait, you can go to creepyclubpodcast.com and look for this episode's meeting minutes. Um, I'm also very proud of the meeting minutes from last episode with all the sea creatures in it. So go check that out, too, and um, let me know how you like it. Oh, and I'll have our sponsor information. So if you want... Uh, directions or a link to information about the upcoming market on December 1st. You can get it in the meeting notes. Awesome. Um, Also, please rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes. We have a couple more reviews since last episode, so thank you so much to those people that left us some reviews. Um, But please keep leaving them so we have more to read for the next episodes. Um, So I guess that does it for this episode thank you so much for listening and we hope you join us next time meeting adjourned peace